Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome back to the Feathered Desert, everyone. And today, the title of our podcast is Where Have All the Birdies Gone? And we're going to talk about that today. We've been getting this question a lot at the Mesa WBU store, and I'm sure a lot of WBU stores across the nation get this all the time. Where have all the birdies gone? And we're going to tell you why you've been seeing some activity or less activity at your feeders. And that will depend on sometimes certain types of birds. So we're going to talk about three types of birds that we get the question most here. The first one is hummingbirds. We get people coming in all the time. They're so concerned. Where are my hummingbirds on? Oh my gosh, am I doing something wrong? And you're not doing anything wrong. Definitely when it is the spring and the summer, females are nesting. So keep that in mind. They're busy. They're too busy to come to your feeder all the time during the day. They are raising their babies. Females of almost every type of hummingbird species usually lay two clutches in beginning in spring. And clutches means that they're going to have two separate individual hatchings of eggs. Generally, each female will lay two eggs each time, and they're busy raising their babies. <laughs> yeah, because usually don't both babies hatch? Usually both babies do hatch. They're very and successful. They're extremely successful at raising both of their young. So that means mama's super busy. Yeah. And so if you don't see them, especially in the beginning of spring and then uh, midsummer, it's because they're busy sitting on the eggs. And once the babies hatch, they're not just feeding them nectar. They actually eat insects. And a lot of people uh, forget about that or they don't know that hummingbirds actually eat very small, soft-bodied insects. And that's what they feed their young because they want them to grow up big and strong. So they're just not visiting your feeders as frequently. And when it comes to um, males, males are also busy. <laughs> they're not <laughs> yeah. helping raise the young. They don't help raise the young at all. They just do their part and then mom goes off all by herself and then but the males are busy defending territory they're all like this is my spot everybody stay out so your feeder could be involved in that male's territory or it very well could be involved in that female's territory who's nesting and hummingbirds are not nice to each other they're not nice at all no they're super cute beautiful little animals but they are not kind to each other no. at all so you could just have a male or a female that is being very defensive with their territory and running everybody else off the other thing to keep in mind also is that during the spring and summer, especially here in the valley, we have a pretty long blooming season, which we are blessed with having. And so when flowers are blooming, hummers are going to choose a flower over a feeder any day because that is natural nectar that they're getting out of that flower, which does have other things in it, um, such as a little slightly higher proteins, which are going to be more important to mom right now when she's laying eggs and when she is feeding her babies nectar. So don't freak out you have not done anything wrong in your yard as long as you're keeping your nectar nice and clean and do remember when it gets really hot out here 95 degrees above you want to clean that feeder every day because that nectar can go bad super fast as long as you're doing that in the summertime in the spring it's not you it's them they're just busy raising some babies <laughs> so another one of our birds also that people has question about are goldfinches yes the lesser goldfinch because the american goldfinches up north uh, in, the, in our hot months. So the lesser goldfinch, again, nesting, as Kirsten um, mentioned with the hummingbirds, females can lay up to three to six eggs. Uh, they sit on the eggs for approximately 12 days of incubation. And once the eggs hatch, they need protein. So parents 
um, are busy, both the males and the females are busy finding insects. And then when about a week after that, um, they're all eating seeds, but the babies haven't fledged. So as long as the babies of the, of the parents, the lesser goldfinches are in the nest, that's where you're gonna see your parents. Uh, your goldfinches are taking care of them. And when the babies need seeds, you might see one, the male or the female on your feeder instead of both of them, because one's hanging back, supervising and babysitting and keeping <laughs> predators away. So they're in shifts because in uh, lesser goldfinches, they both participate. And then when the babies fledge, which I think is cute, um, the dad is the one that takes them out and teaches them what to eat. So um, late in the summer and fall, the flowers that bloomed are going to seed and the finches will take advantage of that fresh uh, seed. So they're not uh, gold, lesser goldfinches aren't necessarily after the uh, flowers that are blooming with the nectar like your house finches, they're after, um, after the flowers have bloomed, they're into the seeds. They're all about the grass seeds and the little seeds there. And also during the uh, summer in the valley, the heat slows everyone down, which I found this really interesting that birds may be eating less and water becomes more important. And those birds that can't handle the heat, they're gonna go north and that includes um, our lesser goldfinches. So they'll come back but they're gonna go maybe where there's more water, there's more shade, um, or cooler temperatures. Yeah, it might even be just a short migration up to the Flagstaff yes. area, yes. Um, while because it, it's cooler up there, and then later on we'll see them come back again. We have two types of lesser goldfinches here. One's got the black back and one's got the green back, and I don't know, I've heard and I've read, but I don't know if there's any scientific proof to this, that the ones with the black back are the ones that migrate up, and ones with the green backs, because the green helps them camouflage um, the duller colors, uh, they don't. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that is something to, to take in mind that, you know, they'll be back when it cools off, just like um, we will when we're done with our exactly. summer vacation. <laughs> Basically, that's what they're taking and they're going up. If, if they're not going up for the heat, they might be going up because there's seeds up there. Right. And um, our, our flowers haven't gone to seed yet down here. Yep. So, and the last one is uh, lovebirds. And Kirsten's going to tell us about those. Yes, our lovebirds. Once again, keep in mind when it is nesting season and that it's going to be in our spring and summer, they are busy. So the lovebirds are cavity nesters. So they're going to be going into the swarrows. They're going to be going in abandoned woodpecker holes in a tree nearby or uh, whatever. But they generally use somebody else's nest that's not being used this year. And so they're going to be in that uh, little cavity right there. The female can lay four to six eggs and she incubates them for 23 days. That's a very that's a long, long time. time for a bird. It's an excessively long time. But parrots are a bit more of a complicated um, system than your typical lovebird. I mean, sorry, your typical songbird. So the lovebirds take a little bit more time to incubate, but that's quite a long time. And that's one of the reasons you're going to see less of them. They're sitting on that nest. And so during nesting and raising the young, the lovebirds will actually separate from their larger flock into their individual nests to care for their young. So they have paired off. They do tend to pair for long periods of time. I, I'm not going to say they mate for life, but a lot, some of them do, and many of them will stay together for a long time. 
And so they pair um, off in their separate things. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I only see one or two of them. Well, what you're probably seeing are the juveniles that have not paired off for the year. This is their first year at, out on their own, really, and they're not ready to start mating. So you're seeing those guys where mom and dad are in the nest incubating for 23 days. <laughs> staying in there for a long time to sit. It's, it's a long time to sit. <laughs> and um, they're also going to stay closer to home. So especially those of you that don't have those really old growth trees in your neighborhood, but you have lovebirds during the spring and summer, you may not see them as much because they're going to be nesting in those old growth trees, those saguaros. Those are the places that they're going to be. And they're just not going to go as far from home to travel for their food because they're now individuals. They're not in a big flock, which is what helps keep them safe from predators. And so that's just why you're not seeing them as much. But um, once they are done nesting, which is usually by the end of summer is where we start seeing their fledging and they're pretty much like babies, you're on your own. Once you're out in the nest, go. Uh, then you'll start seeing them come back in the larger numbers. Yeah. And also lovebirds um, have learned to use um, people uh, I, uh, I don't know what to call them. Things like we have, like air conditioners and swamp coolers to keep themselves cool in the summer are um, advantages to keeping cool. So um, if you have a swamp cooler, or if, if your neighbor has a swamp cooler, but you are the one who's feeding the lovebirds, you might find that your lovebirds are over in the heat of the day hanging around that swamp cooler because they have figured it out yes. that that's cold air is coming out and that's how um, they stay cool. Or um, air conditioning vents. If you have window air conditioning vents instead of like the, the central ones, if you have older ones that are in windows, they might be at um, a, a neighbor's house or someone who has that. And collectively, like in groups of 10 to, 10 to 15, they will sit up there where that cold air is blowing on them. And that's how they get through the 115 to the 120 degree temperatures. Right. So um, my brother, lived in Mesa. He had uh, lovebirds until we got to that uh, first uh, hot spell in, in June. And then no lovebirds. He had every other sort of bird, but no lovebirds. And that's exactly what he wanted to feed. And so we were walking around the neighborhood. And so this is actually how I figured that out. And then I did some research is that we actually saw them sitting um, at one of his neighbor's house up above a swamp cooler and then on those window air conditioners one in a garage he goes you guys have my lovebirds <laughs> but you know um they're smart and they have learned how to use us to adapt which you know just puts them in a, um, a step above some of the other birds that sweat it out that's what it out in, yeah in in the shade <laughs> That's right. So we just want to let you know, guys know, be patient. Your birds will be back. Yes. So thank you guys for listening and just keep your eyes peeled because they will be back. We promise. Yes.